my dad died at a young age, probably similar to a little bit of my dad had prostate cancer, died by 57 years old. And so combating that, my mom had her first heart attack. So I got the worst of both worlds of cancer and heart disease in my genetics. And I don't want to succumb to that. It's just like, I can fight this. I can I can prolong the medication. I can, you know, diabetes, all my numbers have changed. I don't even do insulin. I've never done insulin because I told my doctor I want to do this naturally. And this is where again the Fit Father Project stepped in. Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a conversation between myself and one of our amazing Fit Father program members, Joel Kramer. Joel is 49 years young, and like many guys around this midpoint of life, Joel watched his own parents go through pretty devastating back half chapters in terms of their health. Joel lost his dad when his dad was 56 to cancer, and his mom died in her early 70s from heart disease. So Joel was looking at his future, knowing he had some genetic predispositions, and he's also a really busy guy, a family man, many kids, works as a physical education teacher, coaches many sports. He has so many people he's helping and serving in both his family and his community, and he knew that he needed to just basically take everything to the next level. And he found our Fit Father program after scrolling through Facebook, seeing multiple ads, he finally clicked on it, and in Joel's words, it was one of the best decisions he made. It really set him on a path of health and vitality, helped him clean up his nutrition, do new kinds of workouts that have challenged him in new ways. And now Joel's just basically on fire in his family and his community with his leaner, healthier body. But most importantly, he has the routine that he can sustain now for life. So without further ado, let's get into today's conversation with Fit Father Joel Kramer. All right, Joel, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. And to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the guys who are listening your name, your age, where you're from, a little bit about your family and what you do for work, and we'll get into your Fit Father journey. Yeah, uh, my name is Joel Kramer. I'm an educator in the Appleton area, teaching at Fox Valley Lutheran High School, uh, especially in the health education realm of things. I'm, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, I'm now a grandfather for work background as well. And it's just uh, this journey with the Fit Father Project has been one that uh, I've enjoyed and, and, and very happy to share with, with people out there. I'm 49 years old. So a rather young grandpa, but we got married young. My kids are getting married young, so it's perfectly a-okay. But that was that was very surreal, and that's kind of what knowing that that was coming kind of drove me toward the Fit Father Project as well. Nice. Well, I think it's also very unique that you went through this program experientially yourself, and you saw great results. And you also are a health educator, so I want that to be to be really heard by everyone too, because you're spreading. But I would say the word of good health and helping educate young people to move their bodies better or make better choices and take care of their health. So I'm just thinking it must be a pretty interesting track to be working on this, knowing so much about health and fitness too, and kind of putting it all together. Yeah, it, it, it's fun educating kids in the health aspect. Um, a lot of them just beginning just dealing with stress is probably one of the big things. And we handle stress so many different ways, you know, and one of the ways that obviously people handle stress is through exercise. And so getting them to be able to perform movements, to to keep agile, to keep mobile, um, are always things that, that I'm always trying to find new ideas, be creative with, to do it. Um, in fact, one of the challenges that I gave them one day is we, we did the Apex 10 together. Really? And that's... Went well for me. Yeah, I bet it did. Uh, but but some of them struggled. Even those that were were athletes, you know, struggled just because of the constant movement. Um, 
the different muscle groups that are getting used. And, and the more that you can incorporate into one movement, into one exercise, the more benefit that you're going to get. And that's something that we really stress here through the education that, that I provide for the students and along with the diet as well, just mm-hmm. eating properly. I mean, we've just, everything's instant access. Um, and so getting the kids to slow down and think what they're eating. Again, these are habits now that I've created for myself more because of this program. But again, getting the kids to understand that too is just let's slow down. Let's think what we're eating through. You know, we have so much processed food. So, so, so how can we combat that? And, and the kids uh, really enjoy those type of discussions. And actually seeing me go through this process, they've, they've kind of seen and witnessed some of that stuff too. And just what is that that you're eating? So it's that oatmeal, steel oats, oatmeal breakfast. That's my breakfast every morning. I have it at 10 o'clock, whether I'm in the classroom, whether I'm in my office. What is it? I said, well, it's just steel oats, it's chia seeds, it's it, it's it's soy milk and you know peanut butter. And it's just something that I get to eat because I never had good eating habits to begin with uh, when I first arrived here at FBL. And so just them being able to see that and witness that and seeing some of the changes that can even take place in the body um, is pretty impressive. It is for sure. And I'm grateful those kids have you as like, you know, they're able to observe and watch by seeing your journey. And on that note, take me back to when your journey started, I would say, with really working on improving your health and fitness. And maybe that's when you arrived at FVL, but but take us back to the beginning and let's start walking through when you joined the FFP and how these changes start happening for you. Yeah. Um, when I arrived at FVL, I was probably sitting at about 250 pounds. So, so way out of weight, uh, way out of shape, had three kids under three, you know, you use those type of excuses and not really taking time for myself. And that's something that through this journey, I can probably point to probably like 2015. I coached football and I coached baseball, um, just got back in from practice. And so one of the things that I've been looking at is just trying to, I teach the kids faith, family, future fun. And I wasn't doing it. My faith life wasn't number one. My future, you know, or my family was put on the back burner because of football and baseball. I was doing both at the same time. And I just remember sitting in an office with two administrators and my wife going, I just can't do all of this at once because we always want to give and we do want to help, but you need to take time for yourselves as well. Yeah. And that's where probably the Fit Father Project worked in, you know, fast forward just past COVID. I must have been screen searching or searching for fitness programs. And on my Facebook feed, uh, Fit Father Project kept coming up over and over and over and over again, which, which was great. And finally, I said, you know, it was around Father's Day. I finally clicked it um, and, and just read kind of, hey, this is, you know, the kind of the weak thing and kind of the little one page, two page uh, information that you handed out. I'm not going, this seems interesting. And then you also had then a deal at that time, like the first 30 days. Again, I don't remember the price, but it was it was very reasonable. I'm like going, if I can't do this for 30 days, that's my own fault. And then getting encouragement from my wife to, hey, I think this is something you should do. Because if I, I lift weights. I've, I've always lifted weights. I've enjoyed lifting weights. One of my goals last Christmas was basically to deadlift 500 pounds, to bench press over 275, and to um, power clean 225. Um, and I hit all those goals. And I felt great about it, but my body wasn't changing. Yeah. And and so you get into eating cravings too, and then your body that just wants to keep eating. And so, like I said, through that encouragement and, and moving forward with the Fit Father Project and, and doing those first 30 days. And actually, I didn't start it till the fall. I think I bought it in June. And I started doing the eating stuff because I coach summer baseball and I do travel baseball. So I'm on the road every weekend in hotels, coaching youth kids. And so you're stopping at McDonald's, you're stopping at all these other other fast food restaurants. 
And then just looking through the information that you gave after those first 30 days of, okay, if you have to eat out, here are the options. So I was sitting at about 240 at that point in time. And probably before I even got to actually starting the exercise part of the Fit Father Project, I probably already lost close to 10 pounds just because I was consciously, consciously eating properly and not taking advantage of all the fast food, but thinking through what I was eating. And that that really then inspired me starting, I think it was September, right after Labor Day is when I clicked, yep, let's get this exercise portion of things going. And then it really took off from there. I mean, there were days I did not like you. Um, I'm not going to lie, Dr. A, doing the Apex 10 the first time took me about an hour, hour 15, hour 20 uh, to get through it. And, you know, by the time those first four weeks were done, and that's that's the beauty of it, too, is getting like a four week thing. And then by the time I was done with four weeks, I, I had it down to probably about 36 minutes. And it was just like I I just like I was floored at the progress I made that quickly. And, and that was just like I said, and then the weight just kind of kept coming off and sitting right around 220 right now, which was one of my goals was to get to my married weight, which was 222. So I'm actually below that. And I have the privilege of walking my daughter down the aisle this summer for her wedding. And so I wanted to make sure those pictures look as good as the ones that I had uh, with my wife. So nice. So that, 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 that's kind of like the journey. And then I took about a week off and, you know, just looking through and just said, you know what? I looked at my progress I made. This is a wise investment. Um, this is something I, I need to do. This is something that has helped me out a lot. And I have an advantage being at the high school I'm at. We have a fitness center. So in my off hours, I can go up there and like, like I love your um, wind, fire, those those workouts too right now. It's just because I'm busy with my baseball season right now, I don't have downtime that, I mean, 20 minutes or less, I'm in, out, and I can get back to work. So, uh, you know, that whole progress, it it, it goes faster than what you realize. And that's why even the pictures beforehand and afterwards, you don't realize until you, oh man, wow. And so those are just all things that, again, everything with, with the education I have, putting it all into one package that I can follow was just a true blessing to, to me uh, and to my family and to my kids and to now my grandkids. So man, it's awesome. That makes me so happy to hear. Uh, I mean, you're walking the walk and what you shared was really powerful too, that you were able to start this program, you know, slow in the sense of just using the basic stuff on the go. I mean, you probably are as busy as anyone traveling for all the baseball and all the logistics. So the fact that you can make that work and see that early success just goes to show that the program that's going to work for anyone long-term is the one that's sustainable means it needs to have all the tools to fit your lifestyle. Now you got to steal cutouts as a go-to meal. Now I'm sure, you know, like go-to dinners and you're making more like perfect plate style meals with your family. And I, I think it's also important for guys to hear. I mean, you're deadlifting 500 pounds in your late forties, which is incredible, right? Very strong, but you were still not cardio metabolically that healthy relative to what you were able to create with these different kinds of MRT style workouts. So I'm happy for your heart as well going through this because there's a lot of big, strong guys that don't have the cardiovascular capacity per se. Right. And the heart health was important. My dad died at a young age, probably similar to a little bit of my dad had prostate cancer, died by 57 years old. And so combating that, my mom had her first heart attack. So I got the worst of both worlds of cancer and heart disease in my genetics and I don't want to succumb to that. It's just like, 
I, I can fight this. I can, I can prolong the medication. I can, you know, diabetes, all my numbers have changed. I don't even do insulin. I've never done insulin because I told my doctor, I want to do this naturally. And this is where, again, the Fit Father Project stepped in when he wanted me to put me on that in statins. I said, just not yet. Let me do let me do it the right way first so I don't have to depend on, on medicine. And so I, uh, the, the heart health part was probably more important for me and just the movements too. Like I said, the different workouts you have, there, there's so much mobility that's there. I mean, the knees, the hips, the, I've never done a swing before until this workout. Because I'm thinking, I mean, it's just gravity and you're just swinging, but then your hips, your knees, your, I mean, your major joints are all involved and it's just, creates mobility and that's something that obviously as you continue to age that you want to hang on to so yeah very well said all right so take me through like what what are some of the as you're continuing after the first 30 days in phase one you move on to phase two three and ultimately the fully sustainable phase four that you're on now what were some of the milestones things you went through key experience in any of those phases and challenges like let's just talk about challenges and successes in each of the phases of your journey as you've progressed uh, phase one was the realization that I was unhealthy. That was probably the number one thing for me that really was was a challenge yet inspiring at the same time. And so that that was that was phase one. And then what I would usually do I, for myself is I'd have a recovery week as I'm reading through all your material. I'm going through all the videos. I'm taking notes. I'm preparing myself for that next step. And so then taking a look at the workouts and seeing okay, where can I fit these into my school day? Because, you know, some are a little bit longer, some are a little bit shorter. So, you know, I kind of have to adjust depending on on the off hours and if we're having a block schedule or whatever it is on those days. So I kind of adjust some things and, and that was probably a little bit of a challenge, but again, a success at the same time that I didn't use that as an excuse. Uh, I kept moving forward with it. I think probably the challenge throughout is probably diet a little bit. I, I do believe diet is one just because of, my eating habits early on, um, that, that when I first started teaching here, I wouldn't eat before fasting got popular. I was doing it without knowing it. Um, you know, but it was doing it every day. And then I'd go home and binge, um, you know, and eat. And, and so in that, that wasn't good. So now getting that set pattern in of making that meal at night, doing the, you know, the breakfast with the steel oats and, and having one of the power shakes that you have, that's usually my lunch. I mean, I have no excuses anymore. And that's, Again, the success that probably happened throughout the whole program, surviving the destroyer. I think that's <laughs> that. That's a good one uh, as well uh, in the process. That's phase three, I believe. Yes, that's right. Yeah, phase two, great destroyer. I think it's phase two, maybe month two, but yeah, it's a heck of a workout. Yeah, and just those challenges that are there, and that's someone I, I like people saying you can't do this because um, that just kind of motivates me. Um, and so it was just like, I'm looking at this and I'm like going, dude, can I really do this? And yeah, I, I can. And there was no excuses that were involved. It was just, let's get to it. Let's get her, put our work in because the more, and I say in class, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And so again, just trying to be that example as well for my students, my family of just, I've, I'm committed to this. Let's, let's do it. So probably another challenge was I did have COVID for two weeks in there. And so kind of just, I didn't start over. I started where I was and it took me a little bit to get back to where I needed to be. I, I felt, but like I said, the progress throughout the whole program was, was solid and just, you know, just the challenges that are always there. Each one, there's a challenge, which again, that I like, it's not it's meant to be easy. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just not meant to be easy. And so you have that challenge, you have to overcome that challenge. 
So, yeah, well, I think you're, you're spot on with so many things. I mean, all of it, truly the maintaining a healthy eating regimen is a challenge. It's like an ongoing challenge for all of us yet. Well, the intention of the program, what it sounds like it's certainly done for you is to help you create your system, like your repeatable system that works for you. And it's kind of dialed in. So you have this true North that you can follow. And that part of it can be fairly easy and sustainable. Now the workouts are interesting because one of my favorite things about this program is because they do face you with these physical challenges that progressively up-level your body. I, they train your mind tremendously too. I think as we get older, we, we sometimes lose that kind of push that we used to have when we were younger of doing hard things, pushing through that last bit. And I know you've clearly came face to face with that. So I'm curious to see how this program really helped change and shape your mindset and maybe even the internal stuff like you know mind, emotion, spirit, this kind of transformation. Yeah, um, obviously teaching at a Lutheran school, if I could speak about my the faith just a little bit here, just because it's just seeing those challenges in the workouts and carrying them over to life. You know, these are challenges that you have to keep going forward on. Whatever it happens to be, losing my mother. I mean, you just have to keep moving, you know. You got to put it to rest. You pray about it. Uh, you get to mourn. Because, but guess what? God gave you today, and I got to make today the best today that I possibly can. And that's what the beauty was of the program that kind of shifted over spiritually. I mean, I, I I'm in the Bible more. I mean, uh, some people listen to rock me. I I have a Christian rock on Pandora that I listen to, and it's just it's me. I get to go up there and sing "Fear is a Liar" and just you know, it's just like I, I can't be afraid of what I'm doing in the fitness center. I can't be afraid what I'm doing in the classroom. I can't be afraid of my, you know, what's happening after school. That this is something that I I can accept the challenges. I can make adjustments as I need to, um, and I got to keep moving forward uh, for my my family, my my wife, my kids, and, and now my grandchild. That you know, that that's spiritually to be healthy as well. And that's something that's like I said, just having those challenges and moving forward, and and like. Right now, reading the book of Samuel and all the challenges that David had and how he just had to keep moving forward and did things that that were right and true in God's eyes. And that was just a beautiful thing. And I, I believe me working out, me getting healthy and giving my kids this experience, both in the classroom and at home, goes a long ways, goes a, goes a long ways for them because it's easier caught than taught. So, yeah, that is the quote for sure. And I mean, that gets me so excited from my vantage point, watching you, I get like the warm and fuzzies inside knowing that you're a fit father out there now, like a lighthouse just beaming by doing you and having this massive impact. And I, I just, I wonder what, what we could be like as a culture, as a society, if we had more fit and healthy parents, like leading by example in homes, the trickle down effect is going to be fantastic. So thank you for being one of those. And I'm hoping that this conversation inspires many of those into the future. Now, I'd love to hear about your experience, you know, with your wife supporting you through this, because these journeys are not done alone. And obviously she gave you the prod and the encouragement early to come on and start the program. And I imagine she supported tremendously through there. What was it like going through the nutrition, the exercise with her, with you throughout the experience? Yeah, I, I think, again, we always, we're givers as teachers a lot of times and coaches and, and parents, and there's gotta be a slice for me and my wife has been a blessing for that and pointing me to the fact that, hey, this is something that you can do for you. Uh, you need to take this time to do this. And so especially, I, I mean, it's still going on, but especially early on, um, buying the steel oats, buying buying what we needed to be healthier is, it was very important. Um, and she was on board. And that's just, 
I can't express enough my thanks to her for the encouragement that she's giving me for this this program and just the encouragement. And instead of sitting around at night going for a walk and, you know, just that's us now. We're not just sitting there Netflixing and, you know, we're, 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 we're heading out on a walk. Uh, we're going by the river. We're going by Lake Winnebago where well, now we get to go to our grandkid. You know, there's just so many different things now that we do more together because we have more energy and that encouragement through this program that we both kind of received. She's not a steel oak fan. It's a texture thing, but, uh, but she's done her own um, you know, routines. And, and what's kind of neat too, something I might not have met, she is actually uh, going for clinical counseling. And so she's actually working, working at an eating disorder clinic right now as part of her internship. And some of the stories that I hear from that. And, and so there's this balance. She's like going, hey, you know, talking our dietitian here, that's spot on. You know, and it's like, shout it from the rooftops, man, that that's, this is spot on. And this is, this is the way it should be. You should be eating regularly. Um, you know, and like I said, you know, doing the fast on occasion. Um, but again, just that support and that knowledge from her end too, saying, yeah, this, this is good. This is, let's keep moving. So that, that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited for her future burgeoning career with that too. I mean, you can tell you're a family with lots of big hearts really here to serve. And it's going to be cool to have her in that capacity. It's really beautiful. And I think it's an important thing you brought up is like the plan that works for your spouse is not going to necessarily be the one that works for you. And the simple things like what's the go-to breakfast? You're the steel oats. She's something else. But everyone listening, like make sure you have that simple stuff dialed in. It's so important. I, I talk and, and to highlight this point, talk to me about your relationship to the first meal of your day. Like you're still cut oats. I know it might seem like it's just nutrition, but I imagine it's also an anchor for you every day that like, this is your thing. Talk about the psychology of that. Cause I know this is a big change for you. Yeah. It's so important. I, I know I can have a meal every day. Like I said, I, I would, I would be a meal skipper. I would not do it properly. And it's just like less than five minutes at night, taking my, my Mason jars, uh, putting in two cups of the steel oats and, and doing it there. And then I always have a shake too. Um, Cause that's what I found is easier for me. And have, I mean, at, at 10 o'clock, it's a ritual. It's something I do. I know my body is getting fueled up for the day, uh, unless it happens to be one of those fasting days. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting fueled up for the day and I, I can serve my students better. I can serve my family better. And that's something for me and having that energy is, is very, very important because, I mean, these are teenagers you're dealing with. You need sometimes a lot of energy and a lot of patience. Uh, but again, that's something that you need. And then the second meal, like I said, is almost always going to be the shake during the week, during the school week. Um, so I'm kind of excited for the challenge over the summer now, again, how it's going to happen. Because like I said, I have a routine because I'm in school. Now when June hits, what's this new routine going to be? So, I mean, and that's where a lot of the reflective stuff that you you ask, the emails you send out, um, that your team sends out, and some of the stuff, it's like, okay, now I got to kind of think through this all over again and work the system. Um, and then I'm kind of looking forward to that challenge too, just, you know, that mental challenge of, okay, how do I make this work? I know I'm going to be gone Thursday through Sunday. I got to get, uh, you know, a, gal- a carton of soy milk. I've got to get, you know, everything so that way I can travel with it. Cause we always stay in uh, one that has a refrigerator and then uh, we can go from there. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the staple. And that's something that, again, for me, if I don't have it, like, like the weekends is usually a little bit, freer. Um, but I try to at least do that Saturday or Sunday, or I, I'm still having those steel oats instead of eggs or something else, just because it's something that, again, it's, it's a routine. And once I get in routine, it, it's a positive experience. 
Yeah, I think most guys feel that way, right? Once you get into your routine, you can start to build some momentum and you feel good and it's easy to stick to and you actually enjoy the taste. You're like, let's go. And there's more variety that can be had at dinners or over the weekend. Big fans of these dialed in first meals. And I also think what you said was really wise. It's not like we're always going to have the one plan that fits us every bit. Life is full of seasons and changes, especially with your job, right? So during the summertime, you're going to need a new setup that will serve you during that period of time. And then when you goes back to school, you fall back into that other one. So you're switching between these plans and you have the mindset of thinking about it as structure now. It's conscious, it's aware, and it's planned. And that, I believe, is the skill that's going to keep you successful long term. It's not like figuring out what's a good carb, bad carb. You know, I mean, you know a lot of that stuff, but it's really the way to think about this, I believe, that's so powerful. Yeah. And that's, like I said, it keeps it fresh that way too. And it's just that mental aspect of a switch and just staying positive with with the change because I know it's not going to be the same and I might struggle the first week just trying to figure this out but I know there'll be a plan that I'll I'll settle into for the summer and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. Nice. I have a question for you. What what have you learned about gliding back on track after setbacks or derails? I think a lot of guys feel like they're having some good momentum on any kind of program, fit father, fit mother or something else. And then there's a bump in the road, party, something gets derailed. Did you experience some of those? And if you did, what was your process for guiding yourself back onto, you know, the, the structure and the true path? Oh yeah. I, I, I think that's a natural thing, especially when I started it. I mean, you've got some of the big temptations of Halloween, you got Thanksgiving, you've got Christmas, you've got all these these added holidays that are out there. And I never really let it bother me if it got out of hand a little bit. I mean, I never, my weight never spiked, you know, probably more than five pounds during that process. But I knew come Monday morning, my routine was there. Um, and I knew it was going to be the steel oats. I knew, you know, I knew within the first two days I was going to lose the five pounds if I gained five pounds and even lose more. You know, I knew that was there. So it was just, Falling back and trusting the routine for me was probably one of the positive things um, that I knew that was going to be there as as those challenges did arise. Because yeah, those temptations are going to be there, and, and you're going to falter. I mean, there's. I wish I could say I was disciplined enough. I mean, that's one of the things my wife I thought loved about me sometimes, but I'm I'm a very disciplined guy. But you just there's just going to be these opportunities, and and I don't want to. Uh, embarrass a host or something, you know, I'll be wise about it, but there's just, sometimes you're just, you're going to fall. It's just going to happen. It's just getting back up and keep moving forward. And like I said, for me, it was depending on that routine. I knew Monday I was going to have the steel oats. Uh, my next hour off, I was going to do whatever workout was for that day. Um, and then I was going to have my shake in the afternoon. Um, and then I was going to coach football. I was going to coach baseball, whatever um, the opportunity was at that point in time. And so I knew I was going to get back in the routine. So I never let one or two days ruin you know the whole process that it was again i I think the psychology part of just having that routine that even you mentioned is just so important and once you hit that you can always go back to it right correct you're no longer playing the game of trying to be perfect on any given day you're playing the bigger game of like we're trying to adhere to this routine with the ebbs and flows of life we know it's not going to be perfect but the more we're on it the easier it gets and the more momentum we get so that seems like a loud and clear lesson from your story. Now, I want to ask you two closing questions here. One is, what advice do you have for guys who are starting out in this program? And maybe even for guys who feel like they have a little background of strength and fitness like you did, or guys that are struggling to start out, any of like the early advice you can give to fit fathers, what would you share there? Always be learning. 
And that's one thing for for me. Like I, said, I, I never did a swing before. I mean, that was the first time I did it. And then it was like, okay, this is something new. My body actually can enjoy this. It's, it's the hip mobility. And so I, I think it's just getting the knowledge and keep learning. Even if you have a background uh, in this, there there is just information. And, and that's one thing I kind of took from it too, is just constant learning and watching you do the videos and do examples. Oh, you're doing it just slightly different than what I was taught. So I'm going to try it your way this time. Um, you know, uh, where a lot of times you pause before you go and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try that this time, you know, doing my routine for, for some of the workouts. And so it's just, I think it's an educational process that if, if, if guys with that background or, or even not, you know, just learn and then execute. Um, and, and I know they always have for, for your members that, that they can, if your form doesn't feel right, you can videotape your form, you can send it to them and they can take a look at it. I happen to have a strength and conditioning coach that's that's here that works with our students too. And so he's kind of watching me and doing this too. But again, you know, and, and just seeing the form that I have and, hey, just watch your back a little bit here. Okay, thank you. You know, and, and just, you know, little tweaks there and there. And so I think that encouragement would be to just keep learning. Um, don't think that you know everything because uh, there might be one of these workouts that will just blow your mind and give you a new challenge. And that's that's the beauty of, of always changing too after four weeks is, it, it it gives you something new. It, it, it's fresh. I mean, I've, I've got my three ring. You made the three ring binder of information that I have, and I can always fall back on, hey, I want to do this workout today. You know, and that's that's what I have time for. So let's do it. Or I haven't done the Apex 10 for a while, which I'm scared to do, but I'm willing to do because I know that the benefit that it provides. And so, again, just that learning process, grasp hold of the, the knowledge that that you share with everybody. Nice. Great answer. Now, my next and final question is going to be, what kind of advice do you have for guys like you at your stage now where you've made some phenomenal progress? You feel like you're in a groove. You may not be quite at your goal weight or there yet. What's the mindset? What's the advice? What's the important thing you believe is to focus on? I think you mentioned it earlier on, just the long game. Um, this isn't this isn't always going to be an immediate process. There are going to be some slight plateaus that do take place. And, and so getting through those plateaus and that's where the workout change happens that, that I think, again, keep moving forward, keep doing the exercises, keep staying in shape, uh, find that motivation. Uh, like for me, it's, a lot of it's my family and, and having a grandkid and, and just keep doing it. Don't be, I'm not saying don't be satisfied, but there's more progress to be made. Um, and, and there always is going to be and, and accept those challenges and 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 keep like I said just, I can't say it enough just keep moving forward because guys can do this no matter how out of shape you are over time there's going to be improvement I mean one of my goals I know this sounds very minute but one of my goals is to live to be 57 years old so I'm older than my father and, and you know and that that's as crazy as that is but that's you know any. So I'm going to do this at least till 57. Trust me, it'll be longer. Uh, but I'm going to do this to at least till then and, and, and beyond just because I want to be there for my grandkids and so and, and my family and my wife. And I, I, when I retire someday, I've always said I want to retire with somebody. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to that someday with, with my wife and just enjoying the walks on the beach someday. And, and just so just find that motivation that you can and just keep moving forward with it because it's, it's, it's a blessing in the long run. Again, it's not... Don't just look at what's happening right now. See that progress, you know, the longevity of it and, and just keep moving forward with it. Yeah. More wise words, Joel. I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heart and sharing your journey. And I know you're inspiring a lot of people in your home. And certainly through this podcast will be a continuation of that inspiration. 
I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful to call you a fit father in our brotherhood. I hope you keep it up. I can't wait to see a picture from you one day on 57th birthday where, you know, you're flexing and maybe even hit that 500 pound deadlift. That would floor me. But anyways, just thank you for being on. I appreciate you so much. I I appreciate it. And I thank you for putting this program together and the inspiration that you draw from to make this affordable for so many different people, because it's just, it's one start. And once you get started, it's, it's unbelievable and you'll want to stick with it. So uh, blessings to everyone and, and, and encouragement to you to, to get on and to keep moving. Thanks, Joel. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, Visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys who are 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.